Hey, hey campers. campers! Welcome back to Camp Reality. I'm Serena. And I'm Lana. We are diving into episode three of The Golden Bachelor. And may I just say, Jerry continues to be my favorite human being. This show has just like, it's a little spot of joy in my week to watch these old people date each other. I I love it. If there's a fan, it is me at all times. It is me. We are number one fans of Jerry. It is my favorite thing. It brings so much joy and also emotions. I cried this episode. Spoiler alert. We'll get to it later. I cried in this episode as well. I also really enjoyed this episode because we started to get just a little bit of drama granny Mm. on granny crime if you will Um, which is how the episode starts yes (laughs) so let's just jump right in we open up with jerry just distraught crying on a curb and i did shed a little tear just for his sadness we don't even know what it's about yet we'll get into it um jerry is tearing up on a curb the girls are inside playing uno which we love I love that they showed them playing a card game. I was like, do the Gen Zers ever do this as contestants? No, they probably won't even know how to play card games. But you know what? The Golden Bachelor ladies, they know. And right before you know it, they're like, by the way, we've started a girl group that's talking shit. And we've named ourselves Askin. And you're like, wait, wait, what? Like, okay, cattiness is starting. Episode three, we have started clicks. And don't and worry, your click. motto. Yeah. Is, is you're asking, we're telling. Which, what does that even freaking mean? It means they're talking shit. And you know what? That's yeah. exactly what they do. And also, <laughs> asking is just the first letter of all of their names. And don't worry, my favorite people are in it, including Chris Jenner and the woman who now I can't unsee it. Twitter pointed it out, and now I can't unsee it. Um, Kathy, who looks like Caitlyn Jenner. Is also yes. in this group. Caitlin and Twitter and said Chris, it first. It, Caitlin and Chris are friends in, in, in Golden Bachelor, which has not happened yeah. in real life. Not how it happens. Uh, Chris Jenner, life. our knockoff Chris Jenner is Susan, by the way, if you're wondering who the heck that is. Also, want to ground everybody, we have 12 women left. Yes. Which is we wild. start with 12. I feel like we start with 12. Yeah. And so basically, there's just like a little bit of talking shit. And then Jerry, actually, he shows up to the mansion, right? And he's like, we're going to yeah, have a group date. He shows, he shows up to the mansion. Oh, no. Jesse's like, he wants oh, to see all of you. We're going yeah. for a talent show. And yeah, everyone's invited to the talent show, which is a very, cl- so it was Jesse, not Jerry. Sorry, my fault. Um, <laughs> it's a very classic week three episode, I think, because we do see a talent show. And later we do get like the fairy tale date. So like... In a weird way, it felt like so formulaic of what The Bachelor usually is, but it was so much better because it was this cast. So the talent show, they roll out Caitlin Bristow to be a guest judge, (laughs) which for me, like, I just want to say to Caitlin, like, I have a love-hate relationship with her. She doesn't know it, obviously. But, like, she was so mad when The Bachelor stopped letting her host... Like, she Mm -hmm. kind of was, like, upset about that. And now they're, like, rolling her out to be a guest judge on a talent show, and she, like, shows up still. I'm like, say no. I know. 
she's actually my least favorite for a lot of reasons. She's also just been extra unhinged lately. If you follow her on social media, she posts pictures of her actively in a panic attack. And I just don't know if you're, if you're truly having a panic attack, if you have time to put up a little tripod and take a photo of yourself crying. It's confusing. We, yeah, we're not going to bat, like, we're going to move forward, but like, I'm like, okay, Caitlin, of course you're here for the talent show, which the talent show was amazing. So delivered. This was the best talent show I've seen in years on the bachelor. Usually we just get, we get dumb shit, but this was like, these women thought about a talent and really executed. They were so good. So you start off with our girl, Sandra, Sandra, I'm not really sure which one it is. And she's like, I'm a comedian. And I'm not I'm we don't need to go through the whole joke. I just need the world to know that the joke punchline ends with Sandra grabbing her own boobs. And that's the punchline. That's the she did make a boob joke. She made a boob (laughs) joke. And you know what? I was like, get it, Sandra. And then from there, we move into Kris Jenner doing karate. Followed by unexpected talent. Yeah, and I was like, Chris Jenner's outfit, I can never unsee this, like, Chris Jenner in a karate outfit is the best thing I've ever seen. And then we get Ellen. Ellen brings it to the table. Ellen goes, my talent is teaching sex ed to middle schoolers. (laughs) And then she gets on stage, and she starts talking about sex ed. And it was great. And I loved everything about it. That might and have been my favorite. she had the audience repeat after her. She said, listen, a hoo-ha is a vagina. And I <laughs> was dying. I loved that so much because it does sound exactly like middle school sex ed. I don't know about you, but I have a core memory of my sex ed teacher being like, okay, now everybody to normalize this, say the word penis and say vagina. And I was like... Is this public school? Like, what are we doing? And I still remember that. And so it really feels like Ellen is a sex ed teacher because that is how she started off her lesson. She's a sex ed teacher. She's the pickleball co-captain, a woman with many talents. Many talents. (laughs) And then we go into, I wrote down Nancy, the whipped cream catcher. Of all the things we've seen, of all the things we've seen with whipped cream, this is one of the weirder ones. She like had it on her hand or something and she like hit her hand the whipped cream flew up and then she tried to catch it in her mouth and I was like what bachelor producer convinced this woman to do this I don't know but yeah yeah and then we go into Leslie who gives a sexy dance and I just sat there thinking is this the start of her villain story because the other women were not happy they were like I can't move my hips like Leslie can and it just like turned catty very quickly half of them have hip replacements anyway so no they cannot move it quite like leslie i put leslie is hot in all caps um which she invited jerry on stage she did a little i don't know an old lady lap dance it was close to a lap dance yeah it was and susan was stressed she was like this is way too much and then (laughs) i wish i could like have the freeze frame of (laughs) Teresa and kathy kathy's in a cowboy hat at this point (laughs) I have it. I have that freeze frame. I have it. I'll send it to you later because it's fantastic. I will send it to you later. We'll post it. It was incredible. We'll post on stories. It's good. It's so good. And like she basically, yeah, it's close to a lap dance. And I just, I loved it for her, but I didn't love it for the vibe of the talent show. It just didn't quite fit. 
But Joan comes in and revives mm. it and like kind of resets the mood with her poem that she wrote about. It was entitled Not Vomiting on Her Shoes. And it was she just so cute. Sweetest poem about Jerry being a sweet, sensitive soul and making and her how feel she so was comfortable. Nervous. Oh, it was, it so, was cute. so cute. It was so cute. And she was so classy and she looked gorgeous and she has better skin than I do now. And we were just like, wow, I love Joan. And he goes and he picks Joan to have like a after the talent show dinner mm-hmm. date. And some of the women were a little upset about it. Like Leslie was like, I thought I had this in the bag, basically. But she quickly got over it and was like, good for Joan. So, like, again, the cast was very supportive as a whole. I wrote, this is Barbie behavior. She literally (laughs) said, she cried a little bit. And then she said, I'm so happy for my friend, though. So this was definitely a Barbie moment. It was so sweet. And they had, like, the sweetest little dinner date where, like, I don't know. They almost looked like they were in, like, an Airbnb or, like, an inn or something. Mm -hmm. It just looked a... Like an old person's home. I'm not really sure where it was, but it. And Jerry's I thought they were like, in like an antique store. <laughs> yeah, like it was very weird. I thought of like yeah, like an old bed and breakfast, an antique store, something like that. It looked like if you watch Gilmore Girls, like Kim's antiques, mm-hmm. and they're just like 100%. sitting in the sitting in the middle of it. And he's like, nobody gets to have dinner here. And I was like, where is here, Jerry? But okay. <laughs> Anyways, and he was like, I was cheering for you. And she was like, I could feel that. Like, I felt like you were cheering for me. And it was just so cute and so, like, supportive. Like, he acknowledged that she was nervous. But also, like, he didn't embarrass her about that or, like, belittle her for the fact she was nervous. He was just like, you were nervous and you still did so good. And I just thought it was such a sweet moment. Yes. We love Jerry, if you can't tell. We're obsessed with him. He Uh does the sweetest thing next when they start talking about their grief, which is something they have in common. Both lost Uh their spouses. And and she was saying, you know, I thought like a year I would be ready. And he he said the same thing. But he also said like time doesn't heal all things. And he says, wait, we need a handhold. And he starts holding her hands and talking to her. And And then they have a toast to Joan. Oh, they do. And he says at one point, I wrote down two quotes from their time together. She said, and this is going to break your heart even more later in the episode, but she says, for the first time in my life, I'm going to do something for myself. And she's talking about going on The Bachelor. And she's like, I'm doing this just for me. Like, I have family at home, etc. Like, this is just for me. And later he goes, I'm as excited to be spending time with you with you as I have with anyone. It was the sweetest, like, I was just like, this is so cute. Did they fall in love? And even if they didn't, I think one thing Jerry does so well that I don't think bachelors of a different age know how to do is that Jerry, when he spends time with these women, he walks into it valuing them just as people and just like Mm -hmm. valuing the fact that they're spending time with him even if he's like not romantically interested, like he truly just, he shows up and values their time, acknowledges the sacrifices that they're making. And like, because of that, there's like this understanding between Jerry and the contestants about like just life and like sacrifice and how cool it is that they're all getting this opportunity at this age. And like, I think it creates this connection that's just been really, really beautiful to the point that I'm actually going, Jerry, like, who do you like? Because like, you have this like beautiful connection with so many of the contestants. 
Yeah, I think he really focuses on being their friend first. And like in the normal Bachelor, it's like they have some small talk and then they end just like making out on these dates, which like, okay. But mm-hmm. this one, I, and always at the end of the regular Bachelor, I'm like, do they even know each other? But I do think that he's actually taking the time to befriend them first yeah. and get to know them and understand their story and the sacrifices. Yeah, that's a good um, way to put it, befriend and- them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of just being like, so, like, are we getting engaged at the end of this? Like, all of the other ones do. It's like their only focus is getting yeah. engaged. And he yeah. seems to just want to be making friends, which yeah. we love. Um, yeah. But, you know, my heart does get shattered here. Oh, um, right after Joan, the commercial break. Right after this and. Right after this incredible date, uh, Joan gets a call from her daughter. Her daughter had a baby while Joan was on was away at the mansion, and it was a traumatic birth. And she she knows that she needs her mom, and so she mm-hmm. reaches out. And Joan makes the tough decision to go home and put her her kids and her grandkids first, which is amazing. But I have to say, I was really sad to see her go. I feel so conflicted. I felt so sad. She cried like a little bit saying goodbye to the the other women. And then she goes to say goodbye to Jerry Gerber. He comes for his like one-on-one date and she's standing in the driveway and like, can I talk to you for a second? Pulls him onto a bench and they start talking. And literally, like she says, like, I have to go back and be mom. And it kind of broke my heart because it just like separates her as a woman. Like she's always a mom, like no matter where she Mm -hmm. is, she is a mom walking through the world. And it's like, she has this like belief or, or she's feeling like she has to split who she is. And I get it. You can't be everywhere at once. But earlier in the episode where she says, I'm excited, like where she just says, I'm doing this for myself only to then be like, well, actually, no, I have to go be mom. And it's like this sacrifice that she makes as a mother, I think is so, it's beautiful and it's genuine and it's honest. And like the second she says it, Jerry's like, of course you do. Cause he's a dad. Yeah. And I think he, he really feels that and he really gets it. But I think they both handled it so beautifully because he goes, but I am disappointed. And she's like, I'm disappointed too. And they just talked about how it was like hard and it sucked, but it was the right decision. And like, he literally starts like crying and she's crying and I'm crying. And (laughs) this is where I cried as well. And this is where (sighs) from the beginning where Jerry was, was seen, you know, crying on the curb. It was because his love Joan had to leave. And she says in the, in her exit, interview in the van she says something that I genuinely like I had to pause the television and just sit with it for a second she said and I wrote down the whole thing because I I literally just had to sit there and think about it um she goes as you get older you become invisible people don't see you anymore like you're not as significant as when you're young and she was just talking about how Jerry made her feel seen and how she wasn't invisible And it broke my heart because for so many reasons, but for her to say that as she is again, making the sacrifice to go and be with her family and she talks about feeling seen and now she's going back into a space where she's in service again. I think it really reminded me of, and we bring up Barbie a lot, but like the Barbie movie where it talked about like mother stands still so that like Mm. their daughters can go and see how far they've gone. Like I felt that way when she was talking, like she's like, I am standing still again to go protect and and to deal with my family. And Mm -hmm. for her to talk about feeling invisible, we are talking about a 
bombshell of a woman. Like this is gorgeous, a beautiful, beautiful woman. She looks more beautiful now than I will look on my wedding day. Like she is a beautiful woman. And she says she feels invisible. Like the way that society handles older, the older generation, it just breaks my heart. And I think for this show to give them a place to be celebrated, to give them a place to have fun, to normalize love at an older generation, to normalize hearing aids. I just feel like she wrapped up all of that in that conversation. And it just, I was, I was literally crying just sitting there thinking about my life and thinking about if I would feel that way as I got older. I know I, you said it so beautifully. Um, but yes, I was thinking of America Ferreira's speech in the Barbie movie when when Joan was saying this. And if you haven't seen it, you can rent that movie now. So you guys oh. should watch it. But um, it's so good. I hope, and I'm like, fingers crossed, maybe they'll bring Joan back like later oh in the gosh, season. I, I don't that. know, but I would love that. Mm-hmm. She could be, she is in one of my, in my contenders for, for Golden Bachelorette. I was about to say, or maybe, maybe the family gets healthy and she's the Golden Bachelorette. Because that would be amazing. Yes, I like, I love it. She is, she's just what she was saying was so profound and thoughtful. And Mm -hmm. I will be a fan of Joan forever. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So Jerry, literally, he cries in the driveway. And then he goes, okay, I felt that. And I processed that. And now I have to move on. And I have to have a one-on-one date today. And you were like, wow, so much maturity again. Jerry, look at you go. Like you can have feelings and then you can move on with your day and both can be true and you can feel sad yeah. and be excited. Like it was so beautiful. Truly. It was so beautiful. Obsessed with him. Um, we move on to Ellen and she's getting my favorite date of the season, which is like the shopping date. Yes. So they bring in Michael Costello, who is a fashion designer, and he gets Ellen and brings her into this room full of dresses. And she Ellen, gets to the have pickleball sex ed queen. Just I want to make sure everybody knows yes, who we're talking about. Sex ed queen we're obsessed with her um she is trying on different dresses she's going behind a curtain and then popping out and striking a pose with every so dress good. which i loved it it was so I loved good it. she it was this so kind good. of like gorgeous pink satin dress and she looks again all of these women look incredible but ellen's just shining and we were texting about this and we were like roberta would love this oh ellen when I realized, like, The Bachelor posted the next day, like, a picture of Ellen in her dress and said, Roberta would have loved this, I started crying again. Like, I was like, oh, Ellen, Roberta. Like, this, show, this show gives us so much. We've got glitz and glam. We've got, like, yeah, yeah. bestie relationships bestie that are relationships. so sweet. Mm-hmm. We see people who have gone through a lot of therapy and are regulated and know how to handle their emotions. We also get cattiness. So it, it, it's really yeah. delivering on, on all fronts. It's really all fronts. <laughs> and it does get catty before it's over. But just to finish up Ellen's date, they go on a hot air balloon, which to it. me, like, if you're out there and you're going to ask me out, I would like to go on a hot air balloon. Thank you. Um, maybe somewhere pretty like wine country would be great. So, um, yeah, make that happen. But it was just so like elegant, but not over the top. I think sometimes the bachelor dates can feel over the top and somehow Mm -hmm. this felt like super fancy and cool, but it didn't feel outside of like the possibilities of a date. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, no, it, it makes sense. It's possible to go on a hot air balloon for an anniversary date or something like that. Like, yeah. normal people do something it like was this a- sometimes. It was attainable. It was an attainable date. Yes. And they, like, they, 
and they weren't swept away in the moment. They still were having a great conversation and connection, mm -hmm. um, which love to see. Yeah. She gets a rose. They share of course. a kiss. And I just know so Roberta cute. is smiling down from her. It was so cute. Saying, get it, it, girl. It was so cute. And I think, again, another quote by Jerry to just continue to remind us of what a prince he is. Um, <laughs> he said, what completed the look was the big smile on her face. And I he loved it. He meant it. Like, it was so genuine. Oh, it broke. I was just, it was, oh, adorable. But Homegirl is lucky because he also, in the middle of the state, whips out a pair of Neil Lane, the official sponsor of the show, diamond <laughs> drop earrings that were gorgeous. And I was like, this woman is having the best day of her freaking life. Yeah, that part was less attainable, but like, it yeah, just, that, part, that made it The Bachelor. <laughs> you know, like that made it that, The Bachelor. That is what sent it over the edge was was mm -hmm. the Neil Lane moment. And we love that they always like make sure they have the box in focus. You can fully see right. the logo. So uh, And I was <laughs> I was curious because when they were planning the Golden Bachelor, on the normal bachelor, they do all these like thrill seeking things. Like there's always one date where they're rappelling down a building or they're jumping off of a bridge into water or like mm -hmm. um skydiving. You're not gonna do that for the Golden Bachelor. So I was thinking, like, what are the one-on-one -on -one dates going to look like? And I think the air, the balloon is the same thing. Like, it is yeah. still out of the norm. It's still a little bit risky. It's still a really cool memory. Um, it's just age-appropriate. <laughs> yeah, totally. And last week we got Teresa with a flash mob at a diner. Like, it's good. It's, it's so good cute. Dates. Yeah, they're really fun dates. She comes back from her date. And then all of a sudden we get <laughs> just the most ridiculous drama and you're like, oh, it doesn't matter how old you are. When you get a bunch of women in a house together, all dating the same man, drama yeah. will ensue eventually. This this seemed to be the moment that it all clicked to them that they were all dating the same man and Jerry mm -hmm. is an incredible man and they all want him. It all clicked for them. They all want to be all Mrs. Clicked. Turner. Yes. And so they have like this like it's funny they have a daytime kind of cocktail party, which you know because they start to show footage of the women and it is broad daylight outside and there are these like <laughs> fancy ass dresses and you're like, wait, what? You're in an evening gown and it's 3 p.m. Like I was just so confused. And then they were like, go to bed at like seven or eight. So they are like, we need to be out of here by six, okay? <laughs> and before you know it, drama has ensued because we have... Caitlyn Jenner, a.k.a. Kathleen. I don't know. Is it disrespectful to call her Caitlyn Jenner? Could we do that? What do we think? She looks like a mix of Caitlyn Jenner and Nancy Pelosi. It's, mm. yeah. Okay, so we need she to decide. Is, is she Caitlyn Jenner or Nancy <laughs> Pelosi? She's she's definitely, she gives me more Caitlyn Jenner vibes. It's the way she walks. She has these mannerisms that just are so similar to Caitlyn Jenner. It is kind of wild. Well, that and her bestie looks like Kris Jenner. So, okay, so we're going with Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, Caitlyn, this dynamic duo here. Yeah, Caitlyn Jenner slash Kathy. Just... I don't know if she just decided to wake up and choose chaos or if chaos has always been a piece of her, but like she just started stirring shit up for no reason. Like homegirl starts whispering to other people about how she's feeling sad or she's mm -hmm. feeling whatever, because Teresa, who had the one-on-one -on -one date last week, was talking about how good the date was. This was weird to me. It seemed to me like Teresa was 
Teresa was starting to feel a little insecure because she wasn't getting the same one-on-one time that she had gotten the week before. So she was kind of just having girl time that she thought she could trust Kathy. And they, again, Teresa is a sweet girl, but I think she forgot that they're all dating the same man. And so she starts saying, you know, I really miss him. We had such an incredible time, this connection. Here's what we talked about. And she just kind of started just kind of elaborating about her date and miss jealous Kathy just took that as towards like, that Teresa was somehow bragging that she like had a better connection with him. She does, by the way. I mean, but... that's true. There's more time. <laughs> and we got so insecure about it and then was like crying and yeah. just being ridiculous. The, the worst, honestly. Yeah. So then like, because Kathy's crying and everything, April, who is the A in Askin, April's the A in Askin. She says to like all of the women, like, oh, I think there's some like cattiness going on. I think there's some bragging. You need to learn to keep it to yourself. Yada, yada, yada. And like makes this big announcement that ends with her actually saying the sentence, keep your mouth shut. And that just yeah. was a little aggressive for me. That was um that was too much. I'm like, April, don't don't be so attached to this, like to the girl gang that you created that you're gonna be don't be doing this and bullying. Yeah. Teresa, because she's not in the asking group, but yeah. Teresa is. Teresa kind of confronts April and is like, "Are you?" Teresa is so naive and nice. She's like, mm-hmm. "Are you talking about me?" And April's like, "You need to talk to Kathy about it. Kathy's the one who's having such a hard time." Like, and you're like, "Wait, what?" Because you're the one who made the announcement to the entire group. So which is it, April? Like, I don't. What? Yeah. She comes up to you to ask you about your conversation, and she's like, "Go ask Kathy." Well, meanwhile, Kathy is having time with Jerry Gerber, oh. and. She starts, like, crying. Like, I don't know. She was showing him, like, a picture of her dad. And then all of a sudden she starts crying. And he's like, oh, this is emotional for you. And she's like, well, it's been a hard day. People are talking. And and she starts, like, going off. And poor Jer Bear follows for it. He (sighs) falls for it. And he goes and he gets a rose. And he's like, so that you don't have to be stressed the rest of this evening. Can you accept this rose now? And... Oh my goodness, Caitlyn Jenner Kathy was just like smiling oh up a storm. Oh my gosh, she was milking it. She like kind of almost comes like skipping in with her rose. It was um, so weird. In the Kathy way that you can. It was super weird and she was just kind of like, he's so sweet, sensitive, and nice. Like she's just mm. milking it. Meanwhile, she has chucked poor Teresa right under the bus and it has yeah. rolled over her. Yeah. Um, it mm-hmm. was upsetting to me because I was just like, I mean, really girl? And she, she made it sound like someone was being so horrendous to her and like right. I know, bullying her right she such and you're like this is not <laughs> bullying and then cool. yeah so then Teresa finally does talk to Kathy and Kathy is like so rude to her is like mm-hmm. gas like I think this was a correct use of the term gaslighting. She was just like, no, this is how I feel. And this is the truth. And it's like, that's not what was happening. Like, Kathy made yeah. all of this stuff up in her head and then, like, walked as if it was reality. And then starts, 100%. like, yelling at Teresa about it. And Teresa's, like, just trying to catch up to, like, understand yeah. what the problem is. Teresa is just trying to understand. And Kathy's like, you're not getting it. You're being mean. Like, it was so weird. Mm. Teresa was genuinely just trying to understand. Teresa, my poor baby girl, runs away to her bedroom. And quickly, we see Jerry come up to the messy bunk bedroom. And start kind of comforting her and talking Mm -hmm. her through it. And she's crying. (laughs) Teresa's crying. Jerry is, like, comforting her. And it was so cute. And, like... We all could tell Jerry was still going to, like, pick her and it was going to be fine. Mm -hmm. 
And so they kind of like end the conversation, go straight through the rose ceremony. The rose ceremony is uneventful besides we lost the best skincare ever. Um, oh, Edith. Edith was gone this episode, but Edith has also had zero screen time. And I'm thinking maybe she's beautiful, oh. but boring. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't think she's given the personality. My favorite moment uh, during mm-hmm. all of this drama was Leslie saying, I don't like drama. She goes, I just turned down my hearing aids. I don't want to hear it. That and was I said, so good. That's amazing. That was, that was so funny. I was like, okay, Leslie, that's one way to handle that. And then sadly, we end with Teresa talking to Kathy, Caitlyn Jenner again. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, aren't you so glad you got a rose? Like, she's still being so sweet. Teresa's like, oh, I'm she so is. glad you had great time with him. And Kathy's like, yeah, yeah. And then Teresa says, yeah, like, he came up to the bedroom, like, I was crying, and we had a good talk, too. And all of a sudden, you oh. watch Caitlyn Jenner's face be like, he did what now? And be like, yeah, that's the she- kind of thing you learned to say, to keep to yourself. He was in the bedroom with you. Like, what do you think they were doing up there? There's four cameras. I think there was another woman in there when he approached. There was another woman in there when he came in who was also comforting her. Right. So it was... It was so, this was so kooky. Kathy makes great TV, but she is, she, her villain, her villain arc is happening. She yeah. is the villain. Her villain so arc is happening and I think she knows it. And I truly think mm-hmm. she is auditioning for Golden Bachelor Paradise. Like she is get... trying. <laughs> and oh my gosh, she would be the best on it. So if we're going to have it, Kathy is first on the sand. That's all I'm saying. You know, like she better yeah, be there. Cougar, cougars in paradise. That's what we mm-hmm. want. Ooh, that's a good <laughs> way. To, that maybe that's the new title. I would love that. But yeah. Anything so like, else for this episode? The only other thing is I wrote down Jerry used to ride motorcycles hot (laughs) he just like casually mentioned it he's like when I rode motorcycles and I was like that's hot Jerry good job like (laughs) yeah I gotta go check Jerry's Instagram and see if he's got pics because his Instagram delivers if you aren't following him you need to it is pure amazing content I he definitely (laughs) doesn't know how to use Instagram and like he's basically only reposted stories from Jesse Palmer and that's like all he knows how to do and I love it so much it's so cute but he tries I love it Next week we're getting um some pickleball fiasco happening. Ellen's, you know, time to Ellen's shine as be pickleball co captain. I'm so excited it's to see gonna that. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, it's going to be so good. So I'm sure we'll get that and we will get a continuation of the Caitlyn Jenner drama. Like that's just going to oh, happen. Yeah. And I hope it ends because I just need Teresa to be okay and stop crying because it upsets me. But I do too. I don't like seeing her upset. She's she's such like a gem. So, so so sweet. I don't like it. But yeah, that's all I had. Um, you had anything else? That's all I had too. Amazing. Quick and easy. Now that we're only doing one episode instead of two, (laughs) we're going to have shorter podcasts. You're welcome. Okay? Yeah, you're welcome. welcome. We'll be back with some Bachelor in Paradise content on our next episode. Um, But until then, have a great Mm. week. Bye, campers. Bye, campers. Love y'all.